Welcome to the Tales of Adventure podcast. Tales of Adventure is an improvised Dungeons and Dragons show performed live in front of an audience at the Bristol Improv Theatre. We follow the amusing and often absurd adventures of Bagsy Badley, Trim Toscobble, the Reverend Hatchet, and Jeffrey Banjo as they haphazardly muddle their way through a world full of magic, mystery, and mischief. Adventure is just around the corner. Welcome back to part two of No Refunds in Case of Paradox. I'd like to take a brief moment to plug the person who actually wrote this adventure module. You can find this and more excellent works all free at coinsandscrolls.blogspot.co.uk. I stole this. (laughs) And I'm ruining it. (laughs) When last we left, our heroes, and I use the term advisedly, Bagsy Badley and Geoffrey Banjo were in hot pursuit of Augusta Anderson, a lady of questionable morals but excellent ability to keep one step ahead of them. She's stolen a flask of thyme jelly and who knows what evil thing she intends to do to it, with it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like to remind everyone that filth is in the mind of the beholder. Augusta Anderson stops just in front of you, Bagsy Badly, dips her long, thin yeah. sword into the pe- uh, the uh, excuse me the petting zoo <laughs> container ah. with all the little scuttling crab type things with the long feelers, and pulls it back out again with three of them clinging onto it with their long feelers. Her sword is immediately starting to rust away, and she throws the whole lot at you. Ah! <laughs> uh, do you catch it or do you dodge? Uh, I'm going to dodge. Uh, you rolled a third. Well, right. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. clatters <laughs> to the ground next to you and Augusta curses and then runs past down the aisle between two petting zoo tanks containing similar looking but apparently different crustacean type things <laughs> that we'll get into more detail of later. I'm going to carry on running after her. Sneaky bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bench. Sneaky bench. (laughs) Uh, You run after her. You you can move as fast as she can, so you're Mm. still just about ten feet behind her. No knickers. Unless you use your action (laughs) Um, to dash. I will use my action to dash. Dash, dash, dash. Uh, Which means that you can catch up to her, but because of the way the actions work in Dungeons & Dragons, all all you can do is is just stand next to her. (laughs) (laughs) I can say something. You can. Um, What kind of flowers does your mother like? (laughs) 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 I want to know what to send her at the funeral. Well, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Banjo, you've made it to the edge of the guilt-feeding butterfly pool. Uh, and a strange caveman-looking type figure with a face that you kind of recognize extends a hand to help you. You, Jeffrey Banjo, me, religion-speaky man McTool for cutting bits of wood. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely, lovely work, who wrote that? Whoever wrote that, lovely. We friends. What are we doing here? Escaping. Oh. Oh. You're technically still in a fight here. Uh, follow me. Run after Randy Orc Lady Friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he turns come, and he come. runs. Uh, Augusta Anderson just dodges round you. Okay. <laughs> because, oh, well, actually, this would mean that you would get an attack of opportunity. Woo! Attack of opportunity. Ooh, that is actually a hit. Yeah. 
Oh, You're also eyes. pleased that the villain's getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens to uh, not wanting the heroes to win? <laughs> Everyone likes evil people as much as I do, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> because of your ongoing Crusader's Mantle spell, you do 13 damage. Yay! To Augusta Anderson, she eats a hammer in the back of her head. Ow. <laughs> It's hammer time. <laughs> she stumbles but still manages to make it through a door marked staff only. Also, you haven't told me what flowers you like. <laughs> your mother likes. <laughs> I'm not sure she uh, cares. It's your turn. My turn? Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. Um, oh, she's got away again. Can well, I? she's through a door. I mean, you uh-huh. can... Can I go through the door and do some stuff? Well, you could go through the door. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I'm going to cast Divine Smite. Um, oh, it's what? Uh, well, I'm going to use Divine Smite. You've got to hit someone first. I know, but can I put it in the bank? No. <laughs> Fine. You can't just bank it. That's <laughs> It's already in the bank because you can. Smite bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're going to use Smite for later. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go through the doors, and I'm just like, oh, it's so... Running away. down a set of stairs, Augusta Anderson is about 30 feet ahead of you. If you dash, you can catch her up again, but because of the action economy, you can't um, actually do anything. One second. Uh, how far does Misty Step take me? Can I get, like, ahead of her? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a smart person would have written that down. Oh, it says, sh- <laughs> says, says short-range teleport. I'm going to guess well, it's 30, 30 feet. 30 feet. Well, 30, 30 feet is exactly how far ahead of you she is. But she'll just run oh. past me again. Well, no, because if you use... Because Misty Step's a bonus. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, Misty Step then. Misty Step all over that bench. <laughs> uh, yeah. Misty Step in this edition feet. is 30 feet. 30 feet. All right. Yeah. Come on then. Let's do this. Uh, you vanish into a puff of mist and <laughs> reappear right in front of her. She seems very surprised. Yeah. And I've got my divine smite in the bank, as we agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hit her in the kneecap with my heavy moo. 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 Your heavy moo. 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 It's a hard word to say. Mool. Is Mool. it? Yes. Like dark. Mool. Maul. Maul. That's what I'm saying. Same well, American what was, accent. What was the name of the villain in Star Wars Episode One? Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you swing your maul twice and you hit once. Uh, you in the right kneecap. All right, in the in the kneecap. Yes. God, that's weird. This kneecap thing. Oh, I love I love a good kneecap. <laughs> You're taking this to very strange places. Uh, you deal 25 <laughs> damage. How, how ba- describe how badly she's hurt. <laughs> in, in, in detail, please. <laughs> it's for my smite bank. <laughs> it's not rude, is it? It's fine. <laughs> Uh, well, with a flash of holy night light, your maul collapses her knees sideways. Oh. She stumbles to the ground with a curse. Uh, upstairs, uh, Jeffrey Banjo. Oh, uh, we're, well, we're going to carry up. I can't see this happening, I'll take it. No, they've gone through some s- stairs, and then there's been like a sort of like a, the sounds of a misty step, a maul, and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> But Classic but like from magazine. through a door and down some steps, so it might okay. sound a bit like. <laughs> awesome, cool. So I know exactly what's going on then. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm going to just keep running as much as I can. You're going to run through the door. You find yourself at the top of the steps, looking down, and next to you with a weird. <laughs> I'll read it. Uh, is <laughs> a small orange-furred creature with large ears and a beard, dressed in black with a sort of like a white bit in the middle of the collar. But also there is a, a, a short kind of metal creature with an antenna on the top of its head and claws. Somehow you know that this is 
Reverend Hatchet and Clank. (laughs) (laughs) The strange orange-furred creature pulls an improbably large, silvery-looking, sort of like uh, a, a, a crossbow but without the side bits is how you would best describe it. And points it down the stairs. Are we going to kill her? All of these creatures have the same voice. It's disturbing. Can I shut up? Clarify who you mean, her. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, uh, well, actually, no, uh, Jeffrey, you still have uh, an action. Oh, can I see what's going on now? Uh, You can see that at the bottom of the stairs, Augusta Anderson is on the floor with her knee bent at a right angle. Uh, Bagsy is holding a, a big maul and looking uh, pleased with herself. Can I, I see the jelly? Uh, you can see the jelly. It is held in Augusta Anderson's hand in a flask. How far away is she? 30 feet. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Gary, I'm going to cast Mage Hand and see if I can uh, nick it. Uh, I feel like that would be a sleight of hand check. Uh, with a mage hand to take it from someone's hand. And that is sort of explicitly something that only arcane tricksters can do. Oh, is it? So I think what would... Because you're not an arcane trickster, I think what would happen there is that the hand would just grab the flask and because it can only exert 10 pounds of force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just be... That's eight more pounds than Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) So so now... So now Anderson is still... Augusta Anderson is still on the floor, kind of like moaning in pain, holding the time jelly, but there's also now a, a green ghostly hand ineffectually trying to <laughs> yeah, just tug so, it out of her grass. So what, what Gary's going to do is like creepily stroke her, but then also um, also like hold the flask so that if she drops it, it doesn't splatter. It's just going to hold it in midair. Smart. That's, uh, that's quite smart. <laughs> that's smart. However... Downstairs. Oh. Trim Toss Cobble, you're in a, a very large, plushly appointed office. Mm. There's lots of ferns, very large ferns. You get the feeling that if you were uh, a side character that was probably a little bit more interesting than the main character, but doesn't quite get as much screen time in a popular movie about dinosaurs, you would be very excited about these plants. <laughs> But you're not that person, so to you, they're just ferns. <laughs> there is a huge mahogany desk against the back wall uh, and uh, a little sort of laboratory table off to your right. Off to your left is a door marked even more private. <laughs> Behind the desk, Gilbert is rifling through some drawers. He stands up as you enter and looks faintly guilty and rams them shut. I'm sorry I remember what you said about drawers. It's very conscientious of you, if not a little sarcastic. I don't know where I might have picked that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I've been through the desk and all I can find is this sort of locket. It doesn't look like it's particularly valuable except mm. in the emotional sense. Unless you think that Dr. Orville Boros would have a particularly important use for some kind of amulet. I can imagine he's got a lot of things he needs to hide. He seems seems a a strange sort of fellow with many secrets. I say take the man for his heirlooms. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of sweet, really. It's, 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 It's got an engraving on the insides. It says... From Lenore, my love will outlast my life. Lenore? Yeah. <laughs> His sweet Lenore that yeah. he misses. Well, oh. I, I, I would presume. Do you reckon she's dead? Do you reckon she's never more? <laughs> I mean, it, it explicitly says that their love will outlast her life. So, I'm, it's, I mean, it will be implied by the fact that we haven't met a Lenore but we have found a locket that says she'll love him beyond death, that she would be dead. It, seem, it would seem like an odd thing to find if Lenore were alive and well. 
it, it, narratively it, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's quite a comfort, Lenore. <laughs> 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 Come for the laundry-based puns, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Stay for the references to 20-year-old video games. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? I'm looting this desk. Yes. I mean, I stopped looting the desk when you came in because you made me feel guilty about it. Oh, I, I'm sorry that you're feeling some compensate. Well, some some sorry feelings. That's 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 in a way a good thing. Maybe there is a heart underneath your grimy visage. <laughs> Seems s- odd that you would bring dirt into this. <laughs> I, I mean, grimy in the sort of like, you know, grifty sense. <laughs> Oh, you meant like a, a, a sort of moral dirtiness rather yeah. than a literal... It seems odd that you would bring that into it, given you've literally been to hell. Yeah. Come yeah. to think of it, how have you managed to maintain the moral high ground throughout this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty skeevy, but I reckon I've got like an even shot at purgatory. Do you? What good deeds have you done that make Mark you as a purgatra? For all you... A purgatra? A purg... <laughs> A purgatrator. For all you know, every single copper penny of my ill-gained wealth goes to support the orphanage where I was raised. Yeah. It doesn't, but for all you know, it could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all you know, I'm secretly collecting all of this golden treasure in order to send back to my family where I was banished and want to repay them. For all you know. Uh, hypothetically, why were you banished? Was it for stealing? Well, yes. <laughs> But I figure was it, was just keep it? stealing and eventually that problem will rectify itself. Oh, you, re- <laughs> you feel like if you steal from someone and then you repay them by stealing from someone else and then you repay that debt by stealing from someone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually you'll have stolen from everybody in yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. You've well, given everyone some money back, so it's like a big circle of yeah, theft. Goes around, comes around. I try to steal from evil people, apart from when it's people I'm not too sure about and it's their family heirlooms. Sometimes the line is crossed, but who am I to judge? So you're saying you don't want this locket? I'm saying that if you think it's valuable, you can have it, but maybe maybe stick by and we can kind of share it. Not in like a, you know, joint... You don't have like joint custody of it or anything. (laughs) (laughs) You seemed less creepy recently, so I like you more. Just being really honest. I think it's my, my honesty of heart that got me through hell. Something about that sentence doesn't really make a lot of sense. All right, I'll keep the locket. I'll let you have those weird glowing purple flasks. Glowing? I really want those glowing purple flasks. Great. I might, I might actually just um, go a bit curious. I'm going to just sort of take one and sort of like blow on it. And see whether it, like, wobbles in a jelly-like way. Uh, well. If I can hold it. It does wobble in a jelly-like way, but then also... Oh, uh, no. Hmm. Uh, uh, you also, uh, uh, with... Uh, reappear ten feet above where you were, which is ten feet in the air. Uh, you land on the ground with a thud. Not like, not hovering, you just teleported. Oh, just, just... That was very strange. Yeah, I'm used to, I'm used to being around in the air, so it wasn't too strange for me, really, but strange... Well, I mean, technically you took 1d6 falling damage. Oh, oh. Six, apparently. <laughs> oh, ow. <laughs> eh, you know what, I'll deal with this in a minute. Seventy... Well, you all right? You have them flasks. What about the? He he kind of like points at something behind the flasks as well. And and as you look, it's not really, it's 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 a bit hard to describe. It's more like a, a sort of like a hole, 
but not like a hole in anything, just just a hole. <laughs> just like that, it looks... So in the space where something could be, there isn't, but not in the sense of there isn't anything there and there's like air there, but there just really isn't anything there. <laughs> kind of like a supermassive black hole, but tiny, yeah. Uh, but like normal size. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Who could say? You're saying I can have that. That's really kind of you. I well, I, d- I don't really want to touch it. No, I, I wouldn't recommend touching it. Should we throw things into it? I'm going to flick a ball bearing into it. <laughs> I got loads. Uh, sh- uh, trim 992. Gobble, yeah, after this one, it will be 992 ball bearings. <laughs> That's right, we kept track. She started her adventuring career with 1,000, and she's, she's held on to them. <laughs> she's used them carefully. They're very valuable. Uh, the ball bearing bounces off with a sort of like a, uh, the opposite of a ping. Gimp. Gnip. Gnip. Yeah, sure, gnip. It's, it, it hurts to listen to in the same way that looking at the hole sort of hurts to look at. I'm kind of drawn into the, As the th- hole. So the more you look at it, the more, the more you can tell that it's kind of like, it's not quite like a perfect, like, s- sphery hole. They're sort of like a bit on top. And if you, kinda, if you look at it from the right angle, it sort of has the rough silhouette of a bottle with a cork in it. The <laughs> fish. Meanwhile, <laughs> Augusta Anderson, with one of her legs pushing at right angles, says, look, may- maybe we can make a deal. No, thanks. <laughs> she throws the time jelly in your face. Oh, shit. Oh! Reflex, uh, uh, dexterity uh, yeah. save. They're not yeah. called reflex anymore. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you dodge or catch it? I'm gonna. Um, is it is it is it a glass full of jelly or is it's it a like glass full of jelly? She's not throwing like a drink in my face. She's throwing a glass. She's in my throwing face. like a glass in your face. Um, uh, I look at Jeffrey a, a split second. Like, what do you think? <laughs> Actually, no. Forget Jeffrey. I, I'll look at you guys and like, what do you think? Catch it. I'm gonna try and catch it. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you made I your dexterity save, so you do. Uh, you rolled a two, so on the random table of stuff. I feel like you guys might have led me astray. <laughs> mm. God, I've lost my random table of stuff. Uh, I've seen it. It says it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It says that Holder may act twice this round. Damn it. Yay! It's your turn. You've got two actions. Uh, well, um, I was going to take the jelly off her, but I've caught it. So mm. um, uh, I'll put that in a pocket, I guess. Okay. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold both her arms. Like I'm going <laughs> like to help her up. <laughs> and then I'm going to put my leg on her left knee. Oh. And, she's on the oh. and she's on the stairs. So she's at like an angle. And I'm going to pull her legs and push my leg down. And I'm going to wait for that sweet, sweet... (laughs) (laughs) And that's my first action. (laughs) That's just for starters. (laughs) Okay, now both of her legs are bent at right angles. And then I'm going to come real close to her face. And I'm going to be like, what about them flowers? And then... And then I'm going to get her head <laughs> and I'm going to smash it on the step. <laughs> really, really, really hard. Well, she only had four hit points left. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be fine. So she is very dead. <laughs> she was a racist. I think you need a close parenthesis on the end of really, though. <laughs> Otherwise, it's creely, though. 
I mean, the saddest thing is she never did actually tell me what flowers she liked, so I can't send her mother any. <laughs> At the top of the stairs. I got her! Whoop, whoop! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jeffrey Banjo. Yeah. Next to you, a fairly burly man with a beard and a hairy chest in a delightful house dress and pinafore. Aww. Wearing rubber gloves with like frilly bits around the edge oh. and a beehive hairdo. <laughs> Says, Oh, bother, that's going to be dreadful trouble to clear up. <laughs> Somehow you know that this is housewife hatches. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of seems on brand, so I'm just going to take it, it in my stride. Seems on brand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm <laughs> like, all right, let's go down here then. Um, and yeah, I, I want to go down and see what's going on with the time jelly. With the time jelly? It's in my yeah. pocket. <laughs> At the bottom of the stairs, you find yourself emerging into a short corridor. In the corridor, there is a turning to the left. Yeah. And a door on the right. The door on the right is marked even more private. That's weird because we haven't even gone through a private door yet. <laughs> <laughs> you think they go in some kind of order? We just skipped it. That's all right. Yeah. What do you reckon? Door or corridor? Well, it says private. I think we should respect that. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I feel like morally. <laughs> Morally, the right thing to do is respect someone's privacy. Yeah. So let's step over the corpse let's and go <laughs> down the corridor. Oh, can I, um, can I rifle through the corpse first to see if there's anything useful? <laughs> yeah, morally. Anything other than jello that I might want? Respect privacy. It's really I do cool. I respect privacy so much. <laughs> Until you die. <laughs> <laughs> no personal space to. Is housewife hatchet just sort of cleaning up the area a little bit? <laughs> it's got like a feather duster. Yeah, yeah house, <laughs> housewife hatchet has started to mop up the blood and brains. Aww. <laughs> got some like pine soul. <laughs> 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 that smells quite nice, yeah. actually. <laughs> wow. Uh, in Augusta Anderson's pockets, you find several knives of the stabbing people variety. Oh, Yoink. <laughs> Yeah. Take those, several knives. Is that like three to seven? <laughs> What's specifically how much is several? Were you counting as several? Uh, it was four. Lovely. Uh, and a partially sketched map Ooh. of the menagerie. Map of menagerie. A partially sketched <laughs> partially <laughs> map. <laughs> You're not the only one that can write songs. Partially map. It's lovely. Thank you. I mean, I would like to stress that I didn't write any of these songs. That's evident. I've loved. Why would you antagonise the person? I don't know. I'm self-destructive. I think it's because my mother didn't love me. <laughs> I was always the outcast in the village because I was a half orc. <laughs> she she hated me. Oh man. Backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag backstory. Uh, so you're going you're going to the left. Uh, mm. Yes, to the left with all the stuff. Uh, as you round the corner, you uh, enter into uh, a sort of like a large open uh, r- room, uh, which has lots of kind of like branches, like artificial wooden carved branches sticking out of the wall, some ropes hanging from the ceiling. The floor seems to be littered with fruits in various states of decay. In the centre of the room, there's a-, a card table around which sit seven red-furred apes with rockets strapped to their backs. Oh! They're playing poker. Is there a spare seat? (laughs) Uh, 
there's, a, there's enough room for another person to sit at the table. They don't appear to have noticed you. <laughs> then I walk in. <laughs> One of the apes turns round, looks at you. Its eyes go wide, and it y- screeches. <laughs> and all of the apes start to scream. And then suddenly, their rocket packs ignite, oh! and there are seven apes flying wildly around the room. <laughs> Panicking and screaming. Do you guys want a sherry? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in Dr. Orville Boros's office. Oh, you know, I could really do with a sherry right now. There's so much to handle. You're not finding there's quite a lot to handle, all these magical things. Do you have any magical detection skills? No, I mean, I, I assume that most of the stuff that I don't know how it works is magic. He picks up one of the purple flasks and puts it into the same bag that he put the baby's body with a man's head mm. in a jar on. Uh, he does the same with another one of the purple flasks. Okay, hey, right, save this for me. I really want some of that, right? Well, all right, you have the other two then. Thank you. Wow. Dude. What? I said, dude. All right. <laughs> Mate. You, ha- you have those two. And all you right, have the okay, we- okay. You, you have the, the weird... That one, whatever it is. The black hole in a jar. Sure. Kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. There's a door that says even more private. Let's just keep going. Perfect. Walking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't have to say that. (laughs) I just, I did an action. It It might not have been clear. For the podcast viewers, I did a strange sort of lilting shuffle. Did you just say for the podcast viewers? For the podcast. <laughs> People look intently at their laptops when the, <laughs> when the podcast is... I do that sometimes. I, I look at it like, that's where it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to you, people did used to sit around radios yeah. in, in, in wartimey times. So, yeah. fair enough. Behind the door marked (laughs) even more private. The room, small circular room, is dominated by a glowing purple column of machinery. There are whirring gears, thrumming pistons, sprays of steam, oil, and, I quote, beef broth. (laughs) The room hums with magical energy. You can feel it in the very air. This is helpfully labelled the power generator. I think there are sparks and crackles of purple lightning crawling across all of the control panels attached to the column of central machinery. It appears to be not quite functional, as you may be able to tell from where the lights went out and then the emergency power came back on. Mm. And in fact, if you had to put money on it, you would swear that the hum is very gradually increasing in pitch. It's just getting higher and higher and higher. It's just very gradually. Not like, not like really quickly, but just continuously getting higher and higher and higher in pitch. You've got to keep this up now. Gilbert looks at it and says, I don't think I can fit that in my bag. No, but... but also, I'm worried it might be broken. Yeah, it, it sounds a bit broken. It's, it's, losing, it's losing its capacity to hum. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's just sort of regretting its decision a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's stopped completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's back! It's back! <laughs> I'm really. Uh, should we? Should we have a go at? Actually, I don't want to fix it. I want to. I want to take that. Suddenly, power. the magical voice of Trevor the Trilobite. Oh yay! Oh yay! <laughs> Hello! It sounds like you want to try and fix the power generator. <laughs> Would you like some help with that? Trev, it's been so long. I'm not really Trevor the Trilobite. I am a magical program designed to impersonate him. Oh, Oh, well, it's nice to be near your energy anyway, Trevor. You're a really sweet kind of guy. It sounds like you are trying to fix the power generator. (laughs) 
Would you like some help with that? Oh, he can only say those things, but it's fine. Gilbert, he's a really nice guy. Anyway. (laughs) Um, We would. Thank you, Trev. Oh, it just so happens I've got a song for that. (laughs) Oh, nothing, nothing would please me more than to listen. I sit down and get comfy and just wait for the sound to, to bask over me. Uh, could, uh... <laughs> Don't be shy, Trev. It's fine. Some slightly tinny and faintly off-key music starts up from somewhere. <laughs> when the power generator starts to complain, just remember this song to fix it again. Remove the coupling from the threaded hex bolts. Wear padded gloves so you don't get a jolt. Then insert the interocitor into its slot and adjust the dials to the close red hot. Rotate the nozzle to the third position, not the fourth to avoid spontaneous fission. Ensure coolant levels are optimal. To let them drop is irresponsible. Push the control lever to setting nine, then listen for a pleasant whine. If the whine is not... In harmony, go back to step one and carefully align the coils with the coil tool, then repeat step six. Don't be a fool. <laughs> Did you get any of didn't that? Didn't write that one either. <laughs> you know, I didn't really hear the specifics, but wasn't it just beautiful? That's okay. I'll repeat the song with a banner. I'm really annoyed by it now. <laughs> I'm getting really irritated by the annoying sound. I'm going to go into a rage. <laughs> okay, okay. You're in a barbarian rage. This is so annoying. <laughs> what, what are you doing in a barbarian rage? I'm going to go up to the power generator and just um, where there's the trilobite thing, I'm just going to be like, shut up. You're not really Trev. <laughs> You're going to smash. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. Well, I'm going to specifically try and smash the Trev the trilobite hologram. <laughs> like grapple with it. But I might smash the machine because I'm a bit uh, uncoordinated when I'm raging. Get a bit smashy. Uh, you certainly do smash the machine. Smash the, ri- the slowly rising hum is replaced by the exact opposite of a hum, which is not the Muh. absence of a hum, uh. but the opposite of a hum. Apparently a murr. Can we get a nice extended, slowly decreasing murr from the audience? Uh oh. <laughs> you are not going to like this. <laughs> Trim. Yeah. This is very important. Exactly how old are you? I'm I'm eighty six. Good. <laughs> High number. Oh no. Don't wanna die. Now you're eight. <laughs> You are about six inches shorter than you were. (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) My wonderful, wonderful wrinkles! I miss them! Oh, no! Don't look at me! Behind Ah! you, there is the squeakiest-voiced teenager you've ever heard. (gasps) Oh, no! (laughs) I'll come back to before I was His eye patch limply hanging around his head is a spotty, patchy bearded teenager (laughs) wearing leather designed for an adult at least a foot taller than him. 
uh, and carrying a sack that is now just slightly too large for him to hold comfortably, so he has to hold it up kind of like this. <laughs> oh, no! What have you done? What have you done? I'm, I'm sorry. I get really smashy when I'm in a rage. Um, I think I broke the machine and made us children. Um... I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean to do this. I hope I can reverse it. But if not, we'll just have to live like children and go to the fun fair. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the anti-hum continues to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Meanwhile, in the rocket ape room... <laughs> <laughs> There's a strange ripple and a squeaking anti-pop in the room. And what the fuck? <laughs> uh, wow, okay. A squeaky pop. You don't notice anything different just yet. Uh, Jeffrey, what are you doing? Uh, well, I think they clearly... The apes have clearly just recognised that I am the dragon bard. And... <laughs> have uh, reacted appropriately. <laughs> um, and so I'm just going to say, guys, it's all right. I'm just, I'm just like you. Uh, I just want to play a little bit of poker. You know? Let's just play a little bit of poker. Just a regular guy. Just a little bit of poker. Just a regular guy. <laughs> it's so funny. Just, uh, just play poker. Uh, Bagsy, uh, ahead of you, you can see that Jeffrey is trying to uh, make friends with uh, rocket apes. Uh, they're all just flying around the room, sc- screaming wildly. One whistles just inches over Jeffrey's head, but he doesn't appear to notice. What are you doing? It's going to buck out the room, isn't it? <laughs> just a little bit out of the door. Uh, okay. Uh, no one wants a monkey in the face. You turn to glance behind you, back down to where you last saw Housewife Hatchet, <laughs> and uh, you make a wisdom save. Oh. Uh, you've scored a 20, so you're fine. You avoid going immediately insane as your eyes land upon a crawling, unfathomable mass of glutinous tentacles screaming and writhing and scrawling over each other. You have just survived looking upon the formless horror that is Nyarlathotep, the sticky black cleric of the stars. This formless and unknowable horror has existed for eons outside of time and space. And in the middle, there's sort of like a rough, scraggly beard. Lesser men have gone insane merely looking at Nyala Chotep. Gonna go back in the monkey room. (laughs) You know... Them's how I seize it. (laughs) (laughs) The tentacles begin to squamously flop and crawl down the corridor towards you, engulfing the entire span of the room. As they pass, you can see that the floor and walls are beginning to dissolve into nothing. Gross. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I, I run a bit faster to back to the monkey room. Uh, Jeffrey. Do I notice that? Oh, am I just... Uh, just flying apes going on all over the place. A, so. I mean, it's very loud in here. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you did get an 18 on your perception check. So, yeah, you hear something behind you. It sounds kind of like... Eldritch. <laughs> it sounds like Eldritch. Yeah, it sounds Eldritch. <laughs> um, okay, so... I mean, like... But you, d- you, you explicitly don't turn to look. Oh, I don't turn to look. Oh, is, defi- that, no, is that what you're telling me? Are definitely you, do you, don't look. Do you, do you look? <laughs> no, I know what's going on. So, <laughs> what, 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 what do you, what do you we, know what's going on? Um, I, mean, I come back into the room screaming, oh, this gross thing. Oh, it's so gross. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm one of those people that when you say don't look down, I don't look down. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds not true. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? <laughs> However, uh, <laughs> so distracted by all these apes going, on, do they look like? Do they look aggressive in any way? What, what are they, they trying to do with flying around? Panicked. Uh, panicked. Most of them seem like they don't have a lot of fine control over their rocket packs because they're apes. <laughs> okay, I'm just be like, be cool, guys, and I'm going to sit down at the table, 
and just start dealing out some hands. Uh, an ape smashes into the table and uh, crushes it to splinters. Uh, the ape appears to be knocked unconscious, but it, it does have a, a, a hand of cards gripped in one ape hand. Can you read a full house? <laughs> <laughs> the ape's still unconscious, uh, but you can see that it's got a royal flush. Oh, that's a shame. And I'll pick out some money from his pocket and put it in my... Anybody else? Uh, Bagsy. Yes. Jeffrey's playing poker with a monkey. (laughs) Such a weirdo. Um, (laughs) um, I'm back in the room now. Um, So I'm going to close the door behind us. Was there a door? Uh, was there it? wasn't. There wasn't. Um, is there any furniture that I can make a door out uh, of? There was a, a table. <laughs> can I grab a bit of the table and put it in the way? Because I don't want the squelchy monster to get me. Uh, you put uh, the largest chunk of the table up against the door, just as Nyarlat Joteps Ugh. begins to flow down the corridor. A long tentacle extends towards you uh, and grips you around the face. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't do any damage, but you are now grappled. Oh, I'm really good at grappling. Are you better at grappling? Probably not, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, can I do something? Yeah. Um, can I get out one of my many knives that I've uh-huh. just got and uh, whoosh, that tentacle just whoop. whisk it right off? Uh, ooh, uh, you deal uh, nine damage to Niala Chotep. Who has millions of hit points. But one less tentacle. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, the tentacle comes off and remains gripped to your face. Jeffrey, uh, you notice that Baxi is kind of struggling there. Okay. Um, Have I turned around at this point? You probably have. Okay. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm really lucky. Uh. You are really lucky. But does that count if it's two and not one? No, because you can just force a re-roll. Oh. You've got a four. That's not enough. I'm pretty lucky, though, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> you got a four. <laughs> Seems like the universe is trying to tell me something. <laughs> Jeffrey Banjo stares into the shapeless, nameless horror that is... I know it's nameless, but it's got a name. Ask, ask H.P. Lovecraft. That is Reverend, uh, Reverend Niall Achotep. And Jeffrey Banjo goes insane. Oh, oh my. How? Uh, no, I, 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 dealer's choice. How, how, how do you go insane? Oh, how do I go insane? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I sit cross-legged on the floor and um, then just fall forwards. <laughs> <laughs> like that. He's gone mad! <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen such erratic behaviour! <laughs> <laughs> I deal with what I'm got. So. Meanwhile, in the reactor room, baby Trim, oh, yeah. the door behind you begins to buckle and warp as some unknowable eldritch horror applies some kind of force to it. No. Oh, God. Are we trapped down here? Are we going to die down here? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do if only we had some kind of thing to save us. Or one of us was faintly heroic. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not faintly heroic? Look at me! I'm eight! But I guess I am faintly heroic sometimes. I just don't know how to save us. Um, Listen, I really um, don't know how to save us. In case we never get out of here, and I know that we're both now at ages where this is wildly inappropriate, <laughs> but... And he's blushing furiously here. I think I kind of like <laughs> you. Do you think you might like me too, just before we die? 
when I see your tufty blonde hair and your rubbish moustache, I can't help but find you endearing. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like you too. Could, would it be all right if we kissed? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, oh no. okay, then. then we'll, uh, sorry, I, we can do a, a hug. Like a, like a, maybe we could like, hold hands. Yeah, yes, do oh, that. Okay. Okay. I hope we don't die. I'm really sorry. He puts out a hand to you. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and you really awkwardly <laughs> hold hands and embarrassedly look off to one side as the door collapses. And innumerable inky black tentacles of unfathomable insanity crawl into the room, reaching and grasping towards the both of you. Jeffrey Banjo is insane. Trim Toscobble is eight years old. Maybe has a crush on a boy and is about to be devoured by an eldritch horror that used to be their friend. Bagsy Badly is really kind of nonplussed by the entire situation, frankly. Just another Tuesday. <laughs> Will our, <laughs> Will our heroes escape the sanity-blasting horror that is Nyala Chotep? Or possibly will uh, the eldritch horror be replaced by another alternate version of Reverend Hatchet at the crucial moment? That would be ideal. Could there possibly be a cliffhanger next time that's a little bit suspenseful? <laughs> will they fix the time reactor? All these questions and more probably not answered in the next episode of <laughs> Tales of Adventure! You've been listening to the Tales of Adventure podcast. The Dungeon Master was played by Steve Clements. Bagsy Badley by Alice Taylor Matthews. Reverend Hatchet by Tom Bridges. Trim Toss Cobble by Cat Murphy and Jeffrey Banjo by Steve Brown. Follow us on Twitter at at Tales underscore Adventure, on Facebook at Official TOA Show, and join us in the audience with tickets from improvtheatre.co.uk. See you next time for some more Tales of Adventure! Adventure!